When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, you listening to the Oprah Rose Show with TT and Gigi, and yeah, get it poppin'. Thoughts. Everything begins with thoughts. She's a slut, she's a hoe, she's this, she's that. We say to girls, you can have ambition, but not too much. It's about people being uncomfortable with women owning their sexuality. What is the truest, highest vision that you hold for yourself? I'm a real-ass bitch, and I'm gonna get everything that I'm gonna get on my own. I know for sure. You don't get what you wish for. Hey guys. What's up? What's up? Hello. I'm TT. I'm Gigi. And I'm Didi. And this is episode 166 of the Oprah Rose Show. Um 167, sis. I said 166. Sorry, 167. Mm -hmm. Um, we decided to do a um release a day early um and release an episode on the day of election um today, today. so Ooh. we're releasing obviously a day early um you know i feel like people have been kind of bombarded with information have not or you maybe you don't know um i think someone tweeted that you know they get all their information from g segment um, as it relates to politics so we wanted to do you know kind of like a an episode geared towards the election day, obviously, it can be a lot and there can be a lot of anxiety tied into today. Um, so, you know, take your time and be patient and graceful with yourself also as we all go through this. Yeah. Um, so we're just here to, you know, provide a little bit more insight on and expound upon our politics as usual segment. Yeah, it's been a while since we really talked about politics, obviously. It's been a lot going on in the world. Um, it, it's just been crazy to see, especially with COVID hitting, just how things have kind of transpired in this country. And more than ever, politics is kind of like on front street in a way, where even I feel like a lot of people look at politics completely different than they had previously. Like people think of politics now as like a joke. Like we watched the debates and it felt like Bad Girls Club or Real Housewives or something like that. It didn't feel real, um, yeah. but it is real. And and this is the time to really like get out there and like make a difference because voting matters. Like if we saw anything from 2016, like y'all know I loved my girl Hillary. Like we would be in so a different world had she have been president. It's crazy to see. Yeah, I agree. And then when you think about even with COVID and how you would think that for a global pandemic, something where people are actually dying from, that that would have created some unity, some cross-collaborative working effort um, between the two polarizing parties. And it went the exact opposite. One uses it, as, both parties are using it as leverage you know, for their campaign. One ignores it completely, even though the White House was a whole ass hotspot. And um and the other leverages it for for their 
their their their benefit as well. And we still have yet to have a new stimulus package approved and uh, submitted. Um, so really, the American people got twelve hundred dollars to survive for seven months, some eight months, depending on where what state you lived in and when your not lockdown started. Um, and it's fucking crazy. Twelve and, and all of that is because of our political uh, overarching agenda for the United States. You know, it's really sad. Yeah, like you shouldn't politicize. Yes, that's the word. You shouldn't politicize a pandemic. Like what? Right. Like that shouldn't be like you know the whole like mask mandate. Like and even well, hold on, sorry, I don't want to cut cut your thought off real yeah, quick. Yeah, it's okay. But I just I want to introduce real quick our guest. Um. Because I feel like we're about to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we're about to go. Pin that. Get our guests in here. Sorry. Yeah, I was like, pin that, pin that thought. You were right on masks. Um, I felt like it was about to go. Um, so I just, you know, we we wanted to add another voice to the conversation. So we have our um, a friend of the show, um, our political pundit, as I keep calling her, our teacher. <laughs> She, she, she does not want that to be her um, introduction, but um, Artesia, if you can provide just a little bit of background yeah. on yourself. Yes, thank you. Um, such a, a longtime listener. Um, glad to be with you guys. Um, yeah, political pundit, probably not more of a, a citizen of the world and a cultural observer. And I did study public policy at Duke University. Um, so I am. <laughs> I was like, she giving us Wendy, y'all. <laughs> yes. So I'm very much of the mind to be paying attention um, and have just always been a nerd of information. You know, I could always tell you something about politics and uh, this country, uh, but also as a film, television, and video producer, part of my job is to always be paying attention to what's happening because a lot of that resonates in, in the work that I'm, I'm constantly doing as a mirror to the rest of the world and country. Um, so I'm constantly taking this stuff in um, and you know have the ability to translate it for folks who, who don't know. Um, one of the things I, I just wanted to go back to what Dee said about like us watching the um, the debates and, and, you know, joking about it. And there was a part of me that was like, you know what, I'm glad people are tuning in, right? Because for a long time, we couldn't get people to be very much interested in these things that were important. Mm -hmm. But now where we are um, at this point in the road, regardless of what happens on election day and so forth, is that we now have to have an informed electorate, right? We need to make sure that people actually know the things. And there's so many things that um, of just civics that people don't know about. So yeah. the goal of mine is to be educating and to be sharing a lot of this information that I read in encyclopedias when I was a little kid. So <laughs> that's why I'm here today. Shout out to encyclopedias. Yeah, I'm like, was that what you did for fun or was that like a like, punishment? It's what I did for fun, guys. Oh, I mean, wow. My mom was like, I bought those encyclopedias. You better read them. And I was like, well, fine. Oh, yeah. No, same. And then some some letters had multiple books. Like, had multiple books, right? It was letter A. It was like five different books. It's like, dang. You know, M had a lot of books, too. Like, it was like two or three volumes to I was with you, sis. I, I had them in the closet. My grandma got them encyclopedias, and I have no clue. 
but now I'm gonna go when I go the next time I go home I'm gonna go look and see all the books that she has and how many letters have how many books because right. the, se- the second to last one is the atlas and the last one is always the index come on mm. Yeah, like, all right. I'm 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 the resident nerd for the for today's girl. Come on, Wendy. That's gonna be your nickname for the yeah. show. <laughs> Shout out to Real Housewives of Potomac. If okay. he wasn't following the joke, I'm three episodes behind. Child, That's all right. Well, well, let me be clear. Um, <laughs> am I, am I, am I, the grand Well, let me be clear. Um, but yes, mask. I think we were talking about mask and like the fact that this the, that man that fucking orange tangerine had used having COVID as a way to get people on his side. Like the jury's still out if he had COVID or not. No shade. Yeah. And I ain't even gonna get there. But like today if you are, you know, standing in line, um, you know, take a chair, read a book. I appreciate the people who have already voted. People have been voting in record numbers. Um, yeah. I think they were saying like this was the most that people voted in early early election yes ever yeah we're already as of 7 30 eastern on election eve we're at 70 percent of our 2016 number and that's for the entire election we 70 percent of the vote of the people who voted in 2016 in the united states in the united states have have already already voted voted. wow so the turnout is in, incredible and it, it, that's exciting to me because also um for all of you folks who identify as democrats or on the left of the spectrum we know that high turn her high turnout benefits democrats in left-leaning um politics because we actually do represent a larger proportion of society yeah because yes. democrats are more like that that working society that like don't, doesn't take time off to do anything. And yeah. so voting is along with the, probably the top of that list to take off to do anything. Whereas like those red states have the time in a sense where they can go stand in line and vote for a long time. But that's, I mean, it's just amazing to see like, and you know, today, you know, we remember how 2016 was and, and the day was pretty somber. Um, and I have a friend, his name is Isaiah. He does a podcast, How to Juggle the Struggle. And so today he had sent out um, five affirmations. Um, and so like, if you're feeling anxious and uncertain about today, we all get it. However, it's great to find joy and peace knowing no matter what today holds, we know who, who we hold accountable. And that's something to shout about. So the five were, I am divinely protected and healthy. Daily, I am surrounded by peace. My steps are ordered by God. I am connected to the source. Therefore, I will always prosper. And finally, I am fulfilled with love. I receive love and share love from a pure heart. And so if you repeat those things today. And every day. I was like, low key, I need them. I needed them today. Okay. (laughs) It ain't ain't that peaceful. So. Not that I prayed, I prayed so I mean I prayed so hard for my sanity this week and I'm not even talking about elections. So it's like, real. I need I need yeah. I need that. I will share I'll share this note with you T because Thank even he did a good job. Shout out to Isaiah again. He actually put right, um, some Bible scriptures, some scriptures in here as well to go with each of the five affirmations. Come on, Lord. Come working. Come on. Right, I'm agnostic, so I don't know if these apply to me. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's all right, baby. I mean, you know what? I'm agnostic. <laughs> Look at me, and I'm all like, "What that mean again? You don't believe in the Jesus Christ and His Savior?" It's like, <laughs> I might be agnostic. What that mean? Um, yeah, I I don't really believe in in Jesus Christ. I kind of believe in it all. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, then I'm agnostic. Yeah, yeah. Okay. that that thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I believe in it all too. I, I'm not going to tell somebody that they're wrong for their belief system. No, you know? never. I would but, never do that. I think we all speak to a God and whoever that God is, is what will get you through. I think I said the universe one time and someone connected me and I was—I mean, corrected me. And I was like, I said what I said. Okay, shit. I said the damn universe and it's going to be the universe. You know, Jesus is of the universe, right? He, he's, he's of the universe. Of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you know what whatever your beliefs are use that use today as that opportunity to connect to that higher power to really get through this because we will get through it as we as we shall so Man. i mean obviously uh, you know as i said before it's just so much to to delve into and we would be here for a whole week if we talked about all the shits um so i guess you know top line for our listeners you know what and you know, I'm learning y'all. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking at y'all. I'm looking at Didi, Artesia, G. Um, like what are the most, I feel like important things that we should know about this election? Um, I'll start. Very loaded, but yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, one of the things, you know, there was a, a push. I don't know if you guys are getting all the like text messages and phone calls from all oh, the- Oh my God. Donating- Mail blasts. <laughs> I can't wait for um, Jamie Harrison to stop texting me. But look, girl, JT been texting me, talking about mind you, he spelled his name J A Y space T E E, and I was like, nah, that's computer generated because he wouldn't spell it like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But one of the things that I've taken from those pushes is to always be reaching out to your friends and family and asking them if they have their plan for voting. Um, and in those conversations, I have encountered folks who are like, oh, you know, voting doesn't change anything and um, my vote doesn't matter. And, you know, one of the things that I've been able to counter to them is like, okay, so what do you, you know, what do you care about locally for your, for your community, wherever you are? Um, and they, you know, say some things they care about. And I'm like, okay, you care about uh, police reform. Well, you know, your attorney, it looks like your county's voting on attorney general. Um, or, you know, the top cop, right? District attorney, excuse me. Um, so that's very important to the police reform um, movement or Supreme Court judges as we're voting on here in New York, in New York City. Um, and then also these very important Senate races. Like there are some really- uh, And it's Supreme Court justices for the state of New York. For the state of New York, right. not as, you know- yeah. Because only the the highest ranking Supreme Court judicial in the judicial system, the president can appoint. Right. Just for clarifications, for right? Them. And then the Senate votes on them. Yes, yes. Which also, Loki, is so crazy to me. Like people that are presiding and making decisions on, I was not even in the majority on the people, the citizens, and we pay you, but a very small group of people are saying who can hold that office for the rest of the year like i'm sorry yes correct rest yeah. of their lives like that is fucking insane like someone that is 80 years old or whatever like 
to be able to still make decisions based on how 80 years ago or 60 years ago, whatever the fuck it is. Like you're not even the same person. That is absolutely insane to me. Absolutely. And they were always at the mercy of their death. Right. Yes. So like yes. you were held very hostage by Ruth Bader Ginsburg dying. Like yeah. you were like, drink your green juice, RBG. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not even funny. Like, right. why can't she go and retire and rest? Like, give that was a thing, like drink your green juice. <laughs> right. I saw those tweets all over, like, drink your green juice, RBG. And I'm like, okay, well, meanwhile, this- mama was healthier than probably all four of us. <laughs> right. 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 She, made- she had multiple bouts with cancer and i i even read that obama was trying to get her to um retire and she just she didn't want to do it she didn't See, want and it. she should have well yeah. she also thought that hillary would win right and she would be able to retire and then have the first woman president replace her seat and it right. didn't happen like that it didn't so happen. She, had to, right. she had to fight through it and, and then, then she didn't want to retire in his presidency. His presidency, yeah. yeah. So I'm mm-hmm. sure every day she was drinking her green juice, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. And, just, and just trying to hold on. But yeah, we're at the mercy of either them stepping down, deciding to retire, or dying. Um, so that's actually something that people have been pushing uh, Joe, Biden about, Joe Biden about. So when you keep hearing them asking him about packing the courts, it's really about like what his plan is to get rid of that rule. Like, is he gonna add, is he gonna um, push for more uh, judges to be added? Because their institution actually doesn't, it doesn't dictate how many Supreme Court justices there should be. And there've been times when we've had less and there've been times when we had more. Um, I didn't also- know that. I always thought it was I supposed to be the same either. number. Oh, we've had less and we've had more. We've had an even number. Um, so yeah, there are a couple times when you know they've they've actually had to go in and, and add. Uh, so so what would be the process to um, to pack the court? Would he since there isn't a specification in the in the Constitution? Would he need to go through Congress? Like, I mean, obviously they still have to approve, but does he need to go through Congress, like approve the, excuse me, they, he would, they would, Congress would need to approve his elect, but would he need to go through Congress first to make like the request to add another person? The power actually relies on Congress. So Ah. it's an idea from him. He can then sign off on it afterwards. Now, would it include all of Congress or like, would it just be exclusive to the Senate? Like approving the next I believe it's the Senate I believe Senate um because they have a lot they have the um the powers of appointing judges um or approving judges I believe it's the Senate um somebody can correct me afterwards but the power to add those seats relies with the Senate with Congress as a body which is another reason why um winning these Senate races are super important to us as well because then we have we actually would have, and I say we um, generally, right? Because I do right. identify on the left, but you know, whether I'm a Democrat. Right, same right. girl, right. same. Uh, uh, <laughs> who on the ticket right now, right? Green party. Right. It's right. definitely giving green party over here. Huh? Really, you know, a little DSA going on. Yeah. But there, there's, a, there's actually bipartisan support for term limits. There's bipartisan support for, um, a couple of measures that would keep 
the um, Supreme Court in check because the Supreme Court has become a bit too too partisan for people. So yes. they, I, I think, if I'm if I'm reading these like white papers the way I'm supposed to, it seems that people are leaning more toward, or the Senate is leaning more toward adding term limits before they add more seats to it. Okay. Okay. But you know what? At this point, fuck the whole shit up. Like, add yeah. as many as you want. I don't care. Blow it up. As somebody said, I don't know. Nominate Cardi B to run for, for uh, her on the Supreme Court. I don't care. I mean, because you got to think about it. Like, the fact, I mean, they, in the debates, they were saying, like, things being on the ballot. Mm-hmm. And the fact that women's reproductive rights are, like, a part of, like, the reason why people don't want Amy Barrett to be on the Supreme Court is like, why are we still talking about this? Right, right. right. This was decided. Yeah. This was decided. Why are we talking about overturning Roe versus Wade? Like, what, you know, I, I honestly hate that that is the angle, that that's the approach. Like, I feel like that because patriarchy is so strong in the world. Fuck America. Patriarchy is so strong in the world that no one, that that isn't even an argue, argument that's viable to me. Yeah. No. Like, it, it needs to really be about the fact that we don't take care of the people, the kids in the world that we have. Right. The fact that we only care about pro-life during, while the baby's cooking. We don't give a fuck about them once they're here. Nope. And, and all of that shows. And I just feel like if that was the, the, the way of which all of this uproar was rooted in, like if it was truly... Granted, women's reproductive rights are incredibly important. Like, I'm a woman, you know, and I believe in abortion, birth control, all of that shit. Whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do with your body is your choice. I just don't think that 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 argument alone is is what's going to win this. No. And the other thing that's confusing to me is that the conservatives who believe, who are, you know, pro-life, they are pro my rights for everything else, right? Right. Don't take away my guns. Stand my ground and shoot you. I should be able to do it whatever I want, whenever I want to do it. But there's this like one thing that's like, no, 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 but I don't want y'all to be able to do that, which I'm now, you know, learning that that has, that's actually like uh, co-opted by the evangelical Yep, around the what seventies when yeah. that came into play. Yeah, like the seventies, mm-hmm. the evangelical portion of the conservative part of the spectrum took that over. So, I actually, know like lots of conservatives who do, who are pro-choice, right? Because I think even Donald like Trump period. was one years yeah. ago before he became a politician. He was pro-choice. As a as a Republican, I'm sh- I'm sure he's had to use that. Yeah, choice. he's had to use it plenty of times. I'm right, sure. a couple all of, of the motherfuckers had to use it. That's the gag. That's the whole tea. They right. had to use it for they for their mistresses on the hill or their daughters, mm-hmm. like yeah. one or the other. I'm sure. Absolutely. Did. Which, like you said, is so crazy that it, it's it's so easy that you can take a life and the stand your ground rule, and you can have all these rules and. But when it comes to the issue of choice over a woman's body, it's something that in 2020, we're still debating. Like that, that is absolutely insane. I've even, and even just back to the whole like gun issue, like I'm someone that hates guns, don't like them. Child, I'm about to be at the shooting range. Oh yeah. <laughs> let me get my shit. I, I'm like, I, I let me get my, I have actually, and even on my timeline, like I have seen so many people 
with like an arsenal of of mm-hmm. weapons basically yeah. like gearing up for this week and and today essentially that yeah that no more guns. number like of black market gold. guns now mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> there's a record number of gun sales going on right now oh like, yeah mm-hmm. walmart had to pull guns off the shelf I did see that they suspended yeah because they were like flying off so they suspended them which does the Walmart insurance? They don't sell no. I ain't never seen guns at Walmart. Before. They don't have. They don't have guns at the Walmart. Not on the East Coast. Like, like you gotta go below the Mason Dixon line. They okay. sell them in Indiana at the Walmart. Which I hear that them selling it in Indiana is why Chicago has the gun problem that it has. But that's just something I read. I don't know. Yeah, that's <laughs> about. That's the best sound about right. <laughs> um. Oh my God, we just got on a tangent. I was supposed to talk about some Senate races. Sorry, sorry. No, it's fine. No, this, I mean, is fine. this is the show. Okay, <laughs> so um, the, uh, there's some Senate races that we should definitely be paying attention to right now. Um, and in, in my brain, is like these Senate races are also important because if people are voting straight down the ticket, down the Democratic ticket, that means that um, that state is also like in play for the presidential race. So Georgia with um Asaf, which have y'all seen his campaign merch i love his campaign no. i haven't it says vote your ass off because it's like ah, okay. and i just want i was like can somebody please send me one of those you got a gen z on the campaign so cute, right <laughs> he definitely does merch design mm-hmm. social the social directors or whatever the fuck they called on these on campaigns are like the fact that they had like merch after the debate with the fly and shit like that like yeah right five minutes up i said give give them all a raise so go <laughs> you should hire them you should hire them low key i was like nah i gotta get in touch with one of these people i need them to do some <laughs> campaigns for work not even low key high key i was literally thinking that yeah um i wouldn't be surprised if they all came from entertainment and went over to politics and went over that happened uh after 2016 mm-hmm. uh okay so georgia Georgia actually has two Senate races. They have a regular election with um, Ossoff running against, what is his name? David Perdue. Um, And Ossoff is running a really good campaign. And then they have a special election, which has some very weird um, provisions to it because the seat was vacated by the Senator who got caught with inside trading. So oh like, yeah. And yeah. wait, why didn't the 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 girl? Why didn't she go? She's not a she's not a senator. She's a she's in the house. Um uh-huh. but yeah. she's in Georgia too. I can't think of her name. Oh, younger yeah. younger white woman. Um but she I guess maybe hers wasn't as bizarre as his, but she definitely moved her money too. She did. And then she talked wild crazy. She yes. Talked, mm-hmm. Wild crazy at people on the Twitters. And I was like, yep, on, the, on the Twitter. On the Twitter. She sure was. Oh, so she Republican. Got it. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she didn't go, but then the, the guy who was a senator went too. So the special okay. election is not going to be decided for some time because they have like runoff rules. Um, another one is North Carolina. And um, because yes. I did go to Duke University, I do pay attention a lot to North Carolina. The thing about their Senate race is the de- the Democrat Cal Cunningham, who's running against the Republican Tom Tillis. He had a minor sex scandal. He was sexting one of his like campaign employees, mm. his staffers, and it didn't even move the needle. Like nobody cared, and everybody thought that people were gonna care that he was sexting, and it 
Like y'all don't look, y'all don't know. You like Yeah, cause, I mean the, the the sitting president said on an entertainment news that he grabs women by the pussy and he and here we are, you know, and that was on during the campaign trail. So here we are. So we're really know. like, we don't care, like whatever. He was sexing somebody, he apologized, but um that race is being looked at because again, North Carolina is a toss-up for um Biden. So the assumption is that if people are voting straight down the ticket, they're voting for Biden. They're also voting Democrat on that senator. Um, we also have Alabama, which Alabama is like so weird to me because um, Doug Jones, remember he beat the, the pedophile dude last time in the special election? Oh, yes. Yes. The pedophile. Uh, and now he's, you know, defending that seat and he's running against the former like football coach. So, you know, Alabama loves their football as they do in the South. So it's a, you know, a really tough race for Doug Jones. Um, and then in South Carolina, we have our friend yeah. who texts us every dog on day, like seriously. I donated to his campaign child and I have not been and they haven't stopped texting me since every every day I can't even vote in your state I just I just saw you was up in the polls dog like (laughs) every day every day um but the, the the thing about it though um to sum up this whole um portion on these important senate races there are a couple more but what we've seen is just his historic uh, fundraising for mm-hmm. senators across the country, like lots of out-of-state money. Um, you know, when Mitch McConnell decided that he was going to vote uh, or put Amy Coney, Coney Barrett up for the senator, sen- I mean, excuse me, for Supreme Court, and they were going to actually like, you know, hold a vote on it. We saw historic numbers for against his um, opponent. Um, Jamie has just raised so much money. Like you said, you donated to him. I donated to him. And as I can tell from the jokes on Twitter, so many people have voted, have donated to him because we, we keep getting text messages every day. Um, so I think with voter turnout being historic and like, you know, um, small donor, small donations from across the country, we are witnessing something very historic in our election process. So go ahead. I love that. What I do hope is that, you know, it's like, remember all of like the firestorm when Obama was first elected. So remember in 2008, Mm -hmm. it was like, you could feel it, you could feel the energy. And then, you know, not even that, but maybe that, like you get comfortable and you get complacent and you're like, remember, no one ever thought Donald Trump would ever win the election. And the fact Mm -hmm. that, you know, we're now, we're in 2020 and it's so close is even insane to speak about. I mean, like you said, I remember being on the train and just like looking at people, like you probably voted for Donald Trump and me even being at work, like being like, "Mm, I can't be here. Like this is- People were crying. Like I I remember riding that train the next day and there was, like a white man sitting across from me who was about my age and his eyes are red and puffy. And then there was like a black woman and her child who looked to be West Indian cause I can always identify my people, I can see us. Um, and she's crying. And then like somebody else like over here to the left of me is crying. And I just like lost it. It was just like weeping on the train. And at the moment I didn't really understand what I was 
weeping about. Like I didn't know what I was so sad about. Grief was in the air, baby. My my mom said it felt like the day after 9-11. It felt like it mm-hmm. felt just like that. Or even yeah. 9-11 now when you're on the train. Like it still kind of has that somber feeling. Yeah, I remember I was at Serafina grabbing some lunch to go and there was these two white dudes sitting at the bar and they were talking about how they voted for Trump and how they were happy and they were like I mean I don't understand why people are angry like I voted for Obama but now it's time for Trump it was just like a very and I was just so like how the fuck did you get there like how you vote for Obama in 2000 and, in 2008 or or whatever and then in, in 8 years later you fucking vote for Trump like I just could not understand that, that I, I need to see the like data science on that are these like yeah. diverse people or like are they the ones that like jump out of planes like I just want to understand mm-hmm. like the psyche of somebody who's like I voted for Obama and I voted for Trump and I voted I also think it's just group think is so real you know mm. it's like it's almost like this esoteric thing that you might not really be able to like pinpoint but like that shit is really real. I remember sitting on the train and it was two white guys and they were talking about the literally like the climate at their jobs. I'm sorry, it was a black, I'm, ah, it was a white man and a white woman. And the mm-hmm. white guy was like, yeah. And that I, I'm assuming they were in finance just because I make assumptions all the time about people. Um, and he was just like, yeah, all of us, you know, we voted for Trump. Like it wasn't anything. And she was on the opposing side. It's just like, like, I remember turning up my music and I was like, I, I cannot hear this. Like I, I could not function at work. Like, I don't want to hear this on the train. And I don't know. I think he just, Trump does what Trump does best. He's not smart. He's not good yes. with his finances. He's not good with money. Like he's not, he, what he can do is rile people up and he can get people on his side to say, Oh, actually, there's something in you that I see and I believe, and I'm going to follow you. And I, which and is it, like it, sick, it, though, because when you talk about getting people riled up, if you listen to his like campaign trail and like what he's talking about, is literally watching fucking WWE and like a wrestler in the middle of the ring talking. It's entertainment, yeah, but, and yeah. that's that's what he does best, and it, and it extends beyond class, right? You have you can have. Poor ass white people need to realize that they are damn it. They like the black people. Like you they just, don't realize yeah. it. Yeah. They'd they'd rather keep that that level that barrier between. They they have to be better than somebody. Yeah. So it's right. like if I can't be rich, then let me at least be better than My skin color is gonna be exactly. That is still something that is superior For than people black. of color. Yeah. When it's yeah. like a lot of these laws and legislations you could probably benefit from. Let's be very clear. I watch yeah. my 600 pound life and everyone's poor as fuck on there. Okay. Whole other conversation, but <laughs> like then you have, obviously you're rich white people. So that's what I'm saying. And then when you have like, you know, Latinos for Trump and like blacks for Trump and all these things. And I'm like, how can anybody like even, Oh my God, the celebrity endorsements, like y'all know, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I was going to ask y'all about that. The celebrity endorsements. First of all, I don't give a fuck what Wheezy F Baby has to say about anything yeah. as it pertains to politics. Right. So every time I kept seeing the pictures, I don't even have a clue of what apparently like a white police officer saved his life. That's the only thing I know. He from- can't even vote. He can't yeah. even vote. 
he probably hasn't voted, right? Uh-huh. That's mm-hmm. the other thing. Like when Kanye said he had never voted in his life, and he said that with his chest, I'm like, he was on my ballot for like, California, by the way. I did see that. I saw somebody. They must have had a mail-in ballot and posted it. Yeah, out. I took a picture of it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but I, I I wouldn't be surprised if Wayne was like, oh yeah, I've never voted, and I'm like, so. Yeah. How you get to endorse somebody? That's how you money does something. I have so many. I have so many questions. Like the amount of research to get to someone that who has never voted, who cannot vote, who's not going to vote for you, but obviously could potentially. And if Weezy F Baby is swaying people on their vote, that's that's some other issues. It's a bigger topic, though. though. It's a bigger topic around celebrity endorsements in the in politics. Because it's the guys... same thing when we see like Lady Gaga endorse somebody or Cardi B endorse somebody. You know what I mean? Although what I will say is that Cardi B has consistently been uh, speaking right about <laughs> right <laughs> across the board. This has been on the right side of history, but her being in this political game ain't nothing new. She's been talking about this shit for years. So, you know, it's very interesting to see the celebrity endorsements come out on the on the at the end, the tail end of the spectrum. But why and- is that? Like, you know, Taylor Swift, another one, she just did it this week with endorsing Biden and, and Kamala. And then Beyonce, same thing. Like, why Why is it the week or days or a day before the election? Or is that something that we're counting on? Like, as a mm. Beyonce, do you have to do that so people leave you alone? I mean, remember when well, she that, support, you know, there's always a, a machine behind all of these things, right? So there's some good folks working behind the scenes, like really trying to like rally folks and, and, and get their those endorsements where they think they matter. So shout out to those folks working on campaigns that had an end to the Beyonce's and Lady Gaga's of the world to get them um, on board. Uh, but yeah, they, they get... You know, they're considered like influencers, you know, the way we folks in entertainment work where we're like, oh, we got to get that influencer to endorse us. They just, you know, don't take money to do it. But if if one of your like homies who got some real clout call you and is like, yo, sis, I really need you to come out for this, this, um, this by this Biden um, concert that we have going on. If if you trust that person enough, you could probably sway them to get that that endorsement out of them. But I don't know, like, like no, it doesn't seem like anybody from the Trump campaign is calling Wheezy or right. Kanye. Like, I don't think they're calling them. So that's why it's like, that seems a bit clownish it's, to me. So uh, to me, it just looks like you're grasping at straws. Do I see, uh, which this is also this, this is a whole other conversation as well. It's kind of like, you know, celebrities speaking out on things that matter. So you could run the gamut of Black Lives Matter politics, if they, you know, are not, I feel like, well-versed and, and really, really care. Like, they're probably not. I, obviously, I don't work on any of those teams, but again, my assumption is also, I think it's gotten, di- first of all, worse, it's still, everything is so close. Like, nobody knows what's going to happen. And so you kind of have to, like, it's like spades, right? You play your spade yeah. at the end yeah. of the play, play that spade. Right, right. Trump card. Yeah, no pun intended. You don't play your spades at the beginning of a game because it's also no. probably like, oh, I thought I was going to win. And right. now you're down with your partner and you ain't got no damn books left. And now you're about to nope. lose it. Now it's like, and I think even for the celebrities, I feel like we're also seeing one death to celebrity culture. Like, I, I just wish that would end. But I think we are seeing more of like 
a humanized side of celebrities tapping in, like someone like Beyonce of tapping in. Cause that's what I was saying. Didn't she, what was the guy's name with the B that she didn't- Beto. Beto, that she didn't support. And they tried to make it seem like this because she didn't support her local representative in Texas or whatever, that was the reason why he lost. And I think she did it like at night and they were like, oh, it was too late and stuff like that. It's like, again. It's probably one of her people got it to her to like look at. Yeah, it's like- Um, that's just like, like the fact that we're even leaning on that type of stuff. And that's why I said, if anybody is letting little Wayne influence them, like what? Uh, what? That, that's yeah, if anything, somebody should have influenced him to cut his dreads. So his hair's so unhealthy, guys. Dead ass hair. holding on real hard. Uh, but just one shout out to Beto O'Rourke and all the work that he's doing in Texas. Texas is at a hundred and Ten percent uh, of their—they're having like twenty-four hour like poll, like you can vote for twenty-four hours in some locations. Yeah, like it's wow. crazy. You know, they just the um, the Texas Supreme Court threw out the case that was trying to throw out the hundred twenty-seven thousand uh, ballots that came by way of drive-in voting, and that's a lot in in part to the work that Beto O'Rourke has been doing down there. So he did not get that, you know, on that presidential ticket, but he has done so much work to drive turnout in, in Texas. Because I remember in 2016, somebody said that only like 30% of Texans voted, like the eligible voters in Texas oh, came out. Wow. To, it was like, a, it might've been lower than that. Like it was a mind blowing number. And, and that's like, a huge state. Right, right. That's literally what I was thinking. With huge, a lot of electoral so many, Like electoral right. um college votes too so it's so much is riding on it so like he set out to to really drive turnout in texas and it's really paying off like i'm i'm so impressed like i'm just impressed with him i think even his his campaign for he ran for what senate senate yeah against um i watched his i think it was on hbo he had a documentary and just watching Mm -hmm. that it was just like wow like you are really a grassroots like organizer organizer like in the community your wife your kids your wife is like managing the books and all that like it's, it's like a family effort and it was beautiful to watch and um, his and spanish he, don't sound bad like it don't doesn't you know these people speak spanish people like what kind of spanish is that like, oh like uh what was the, the old mayor of new york <laughs> oh my oh remember they had the bloomberg Blue- mike bloomberg and they had the blombito um, um what did they like- Twitter handle. That Buenos I- Dias. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I mean, no, quiero una bagel. You're like, Ooh. like Lord. Fringy <laughs> oh on the ears. I be would I would also be remiss if I didn't do a little PSA from my um, LGBTQIA plus community. Um, yes. If you have any friends that are a part of that community, myself included. Hello. hello. Um, a lot of our rights are really like riding on this election, especially the transgender community. Um, if you've just been watching the news recently, you know, the Trump administration has been doing things like trying to ban transgender men and women from homeless shelters, trying to get them kicked out of the military based off of gender identity, um, trying to get um, Affordable Care Act restrictions placed on them so that they don't ha- so that gender reassignment is not covered. 
Um, mm. So it's just all these things and attacks on that community that is just unwarranted. And we've had episodes talking about, you know, the killings of, of Black transgender women in particular. Yeah. And so, you know, if you have any friends or you know people that are part of that community, vote for what's right. Because obviously the right is not aligned with what we're, you know, our lives and our way of thinking and gender and sexuality does not have to come into politics we're all people we're all equal um i I know biden talked a bit about passing a equality act that would basically get rid of all of these restrictions and things especially as it pertains to the workplace so that was my psa and you know um, what i was thinking when you were saying that like imagine in 1940 what they would have thought about 2020 and you would have thought we wouldn't be walking we'd be having flying spaceships Amazon's going to be the first person to do flying cars, by the way. It, but you would think we'd be so much more advanced. And the fact that we are talking about equal rights for people, right? This is yeah. breaking down to like the most basic human level. The people. fact that we are literally talking about the basic rights for people is yeah. so insane. People. People. I think that Amy Barrett, yeah. people are excited about her coming on as well because they think she'll help overturn the equal marriage right. Oh, yeah. Like, yep. Defund oh, all this shit. I mean, defund the Constitution. Defund the Electoral College. Defund, <laughs> abolish. <laughs> what are the words synonymous? Yeah. Really get the fuck. Get the fuck. Like, yeah. so crazy. crazy. Like, like, guys, the fact that all beautiful couples This is what, I, this is what I, you know, I'm asking of conservatives. Like, so, you know, you didn't have to get gay married. Nobody forced you to be gay married in this whole entire time. And I think your life is okay. So why do you care about somebody else to get married? Like, why do you care? I just don't understand. Like, why right. do you care? Them the evangelistas or whatever the fuck them Ooh. shit is, them, them people are. I also want to say... Um, with the, in addition to your PSA, DD, okay. uh, a PSA for more specific local um, information as it pertains to California, because as a new California resident, uh, I was introduced to our voting system of us having propositions where you directly vote on lo- new laws, legislations, amend- amendments to laws and whatnot. And so I had to do a lot of like deep diving into what is currently in place and what we are voting on. And right. one thing is really kind of crazy is just, you know, restoring rights to people after they have been in the prison system. They they still can't vote here in California. And we're voting on that now. You know, another one that's really big is the Uber drivers, Lyft drivers, them being, um, there was a lot of protesting in in uh, in Oakland and San Francisco and in, in LA for them to be, hired as employees they're independent contractors and then this allows Lyft and Uber to protect more of the profit shares for their for their uh their businesses and not have to pay benefits and things like that that is very Um, controversial and I'm on the side of the drivers and the interesting thing is because they have all of this money they're the ones who are running the ads on the tv on on tv buying billboards with quote unquote drivers or actors saying that no they want to keep things the way that they are when that's not like the reality of it so encouraging you know there are a few other things on there so I'm not gonna like dive into it too much but the propositions are really really important so if you are going into election day tomorrow or today excuse me uh 
blindly, at least try to pull up, you know, on your phones, what the new acts and laws that we're voting on for the state of California so that you're at least prepared on what these, uh, what's currently in place and what the change could potentially be. Mm. And one more thing, which I just found, I was reading my New York Times notes, Oregon and Washington, D.C. DC will vote on whether to ease restrictions on mushrooms. Who knew? (laughs) (laughs) But like, what kind of restrictions? People. Being able to sell or grow, like what? I, I did look, damn it, it don't say all that. All right. Arizona, like Arizona, Mississippi, Montana, New Jersey, and South Dakota will consider versions of marijuana legalization. But they I get to legalize Coke next, guys. Right? That's what yeah. I said. Or, yeah. Here's the thing. I, I And I think I said this before, I'm going to say it again. And there's an episode every time I watch um, Billions, like if there's something on there that comes up, it typically does come true. And there's the very, the season that they're in right now, it took a hiatus, but um, the very first episode is about legalizing. What is that? What is the um, G? Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. There's a whole thing about trying to get it FDA certified. And I was like, "Mm, this is really about to become a real thing. So I don't know if it's like mushrooms first and then that next and some type of- Yeah, it might be because it is all in the psychedelic family. And then the ayahuasca is like the grand dame. I think it's like some type of uh, control. Yeah. Ashwagandha is the tea. My bad. But they're trying to get like to yeah, that's the tea. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, it's probably, I don't know for all you stock people, you know, I'm a huge ass conspiracy theorist, but I was like, let me start paying attention to this. Cause like I said, it is literally like three, it takes up like three or four episodes of the show. And, and I, and I just, like I said, because it's been so spot on to me, it tells me that there's also a little bit of truth. That's crazy. Cause, yeah. cause ayahuasca, that's like, like the correct way to do that drug, it's like you need a shaman. The, the, the scene opens. The scene literally opens with a shaman and the, the other guy. And there's obviously a bunch of political stuff involved. And they basically mm-hmm. sway the shaman to go to the other side. That's why I said it's like three. It's not so, even one episode. They don't. What, is, what, what does one feel like on Awasaka? Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. Well, well, you took mushrooms. Okay. This yeah, is yeah. like oh, times yeah. 10, apparently. Like oh, it no. is a Ooh. true and it's a high that lasts, I think, over the span of like eight to twelve hours. Oh possibly no. longer. Like, well, yeah, but, like did you get to that part in snowfall when they did it and they went? I did, snowfall. I did. Yep, yep. And you have like this true like external experience. Like I, I've never taken it, I was but gonna say, a close friend of mine has. A close friend of mine has, and her hallucinus, her hallucination, like led her through um, the trauma in her bloodline, like her mother trauma, her grandmother's trauma, her great grandmother's trauma. She wow. saw it in visions when she was high, wow. and was able. The kicker is she fact checked it with her mom after. And, and it so it's it's just it's, it's supposed like really to just potent, I guess. And then yeah. the side effects are like, I mean, at least from TV, what I've seen, yeah. like throwing every, up, you're throwing yeah. up, like everybody mm-hmm. throws up. Oh um, no! Yeah, I don't want nothing that's gonna make me throw up. I don't want nothing. Yeah. That, I ain't but mushrooms make me throw up too, though. So it's like kind of they made, like, they made my stomach hurt. Like I yeah. woke up with such a bad like boo boo feeling in my. Yeah. <laughs> And I know a child ain't the worst feeling than your stomach. And I didn't like that. (laughs) (laughs) We got here. Uh, Is there anything else 
Wait, well, well, you know, Biden Biden does want to legalize weed. So if people are like, my vote doesn't count, you like weed, don't you? You like weed. Right. Honestly, that, weed. that needs to be something that goes to the Senate and just nationwide. Nationwide. Just oh, and then they need to uh, amend on. and take on all the people in jail who, mm-hmm. who are fucking in jail for weed. Because and expunge their records. And expunge their records completely. That's Hell, the they fucking need reparations at this point. That should be happening now, especially like yeah. in California. Like Absolutely. it's a business. Like, California, Colorado, like those yeah. are businesses. Yeah. And the fact that obviously, right, and when you talk about the legalization of marijuana, it's run by all white people. It's all white people. That's why I only buy my weed from the from the black people, the black dispensary. It's crazy. Because you t- to get mm-hmm. the license, it's like an arm and a leg. I don't even know yeah. how much it costs, but I remember hearing that it's expensive to get it's the it's incredibly expensive. And then it's there's some awesome some law shit. I I okay. like started to look into it and I was just like, oh, this is a lie. And I and I curbed it. Yeah, then and the books expensive. and like the cash only and the books. It's that's a lot that goes into it. There's a documentary on HBO about it. Unfortunately, I didn't finish it, but now this is reminding me to go back because to your point, it is a white ran business. Yeah. What other hot button top line things? Because again, it's it's so much. Um, I think the big thing is, you know, we are going to have our first black female vice president or just black female in the White House in general. That came from an HBCU. Shout out to Howard, who's also an AKA. Shout out to the Divine Nine. Yes. Um, Love to see it. She black as hell. Okay. Jamaican and And, Indian. and, and, And she's biracial. She's Indian, too. Like, she's. She checks so many boxes, and, and I, I West Indian, like and West Indian, and West Indian, like from Oakland, you know. So you know she's a Negro, like and had her campaign quarters in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Shout out to that. She when she was running for president right here with just all of us talking, right? Like, yeah, yeah. She literally connects with all of us, with everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. she 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 is every woman. Maybe it is all in her. <laughs> I mean, well, that they, might they, need you know, to be they, the name, girl. She okay. is every woman. Because well, you got to think about it too. Is that Biden needed to pick a candidate to run with him that was going to be a bit younger and a bit more agile than him because he's seventy eight, and when he's elected, he will be the oldest sitting president ever. And so yeah. with that, he did have to pick someone because if he's thinking about in the next eight years, he's going to be 86. So, yeah. Right. Well, he definitely ain't going to run for a second term. He cannot. That. He's not doing that. He knows better. Cannot. He and knows. probably, I mean, you know, white men going white men, but <laughs> I'm like, um, he might. if it's one thing white men going to do, you know, it's white men. Did we talk about the election, the results, and when we would get that timeline? No, we did. No, we did not. Okay, so let's close on that. Okay. Um, This is actually, you know, something that I've been doing a lot of, like, educating to people about because Mm. everybody's, like, really freaked out. And I'm like, yes, we love instant results because we've grown accustomed to that. But that's something that was just kind of, like, given to us by the media, probably, like, in, you know, 70s, Everything bad happened in the 70s, apparently. Everything. Um, or important happened in the 70s. But with the advent of like television, we got accustomed to getting these results very quickly. But the election is never 
final on election night. Um, and we hear 45 saying like, we need to know by midnight on election. I'm like, who's midnight, right? right. Midnight Eastern, right. because if that's the case, like California and the whole West Coast is they still voting. Yeah. And what is it? Alaska's still going. And so mm-hmm. is Hawaii, who's like another, I can never get the time difference for Hawaii together, but like yeah. all like they're, they're way, well behind us. So Hawaii's always still voting. So 12 o'clock midnight, that's just in his brain anyways. Um, but a couple of other very key dates for people to keep in mind, um, the, the electoral college meets on December 14th. 2020 to actually cast the official votes. So all the states and each state has their own like date where they have to have all the votes counted and everything, you know, all lawsuits have to be done. So you can go look up and see like what your state is. Like some states are December 1st and, you know, others are maybe like a week after the election, but all the states have, they actually have until about like the first week of December to have everything resolved like lawsuits have to be resolved all of all of that and then the electoral college meets on the 14th of december and that is when the like official vote for the president is casted in accordance to what we all voted for right in in accordance to what the popular vote was and then january 6th when the congress comes back into session they actually certify that election and then say so-and-so is president. So all that to say, the election is never final on that night. Um, we have lived through some times where we didn't know that night. Bush v. Gore in 2000, which I was so mad that I couldn't vote. Like I turned yeah 18, like a couple months later. Um, so I was That's actually to another that. law that's a proposition that's on the California ballot to oh, have really? vote at 17. Uh, if you are, if you can vote in um, the presidential election, you can vote, or if you'll be, oh, I forget what it was. It's something like that. Sorry, but it's something that oh, will no. allow seventeen-year-olds, basically your situation, to vote early or be able to vote if you are going to turn eighteen. I that think year. like a couple of months. Yeah, that year. Oh mm-hmm. my god! Oh yeah. wow! Okay, I'm in favor of this. Yes, that's yeah. A, that's the one because I really was very sad. Like I turned eighteen like three months later, and I'm like. I actually like was 18 to watch the president be sworn in, mm-hmm. but I um, wasn't 18 on election day. Right. But we are sitting on Al Gore's internet. <laughs> right. <laughs> on Al Gore's internet. Shout out to Al Gore. Uh, but yeah, we didn't know for like 36 days who the president was because he actually, Gore conceded that night or maybe like the next day he conceded. And then once he realized that he needed to recount Florida, he took took it back. Uh, and then they had to like battle it out in courts and they had to recount uh, a bunch of counties in Florida. And it went all the way into the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court actually decided who the president was for that. So relax, folks. Like, yeah. I, mean, I know I want this to be over. I, I want the Tangerine Man to be out of the White House as quickly as possible. Um, but I would I would want every single vote to be counted 
um, mm -hmm. in accordance with the law. So if that means I got to wait a week or so and go to bed every night at like seven o'clock because I don't want to watch the news. Right. And even if he, even if Joe Biden won by flying colors without all the votes being counted, that, that tangerine man is going to fight that shit tooth and nail. Literally, so we're not going to know tomorrow yeah. anyway. No. I think Artesia, I think we're, I think it's literally going to go into January. Like, if even if it does become crystal clear that somebody that Joe Biden is the president, I don't I do not foresee Donald Trump conceding without well, that, remember that was also a question during the debate. The first debate was oh, like yeah. conceding. Yep. Like the fact that we have to ask him what he would do if he had to concede is like already showing you that he is not gonna be a smooth transition. He said he said in a press conference today that he got the lawyers on deck. He got his lawyers on deck. So we already know what the fuck this shit about to be. It's gonna, it's gonna be a fight. And I feel like Republicans and conservatives and libertarians, like everyone alike should want every single vote to be counted. Yeah. So I'm not oh, even yeah. in the argument right now. Like, don't don't you want your vote to be counted? Because you're right. Your vote could be thrown out, like right. Is what yeah. Especially if you don't stood in line for four to five hours, my shit better be the fuck counted because. <laughs> well, I think they're talking about the mail-in votes. Anything, so, or so even you stood in. You need to, yeah. And it, shout out to the states that vote. let you know when they received your ballot and when it was counted. Shout out to those states because I know I know that my ballot was received and counted. So I feel. I good. I still ain't even got mine. Like voter suppression. Okay. Still have not got my ballot. And I, and I, I made sure I submitted it before the deadline and I never even got it. My sister was like, you get an email. And I'm like, no, I didn't get any email. She's like, yeah, you're not going to get it. Oh so, yeah. Yes. Shout wow. out. To yeah. I didn't even get an update. I got nothing. And I, I haven't even seen any stats about the percentage of people that submitted absentee ballots this year, because I'm sure it's a record as well. And from right. previous years because yep. of COVID. So you have to think about that too. And I even responded to somebody's story. I think Instagram story was like last Thursday, Friday, because they were doing a mail. They were doing an absentee ballot and like putting it on their stories and was about to walk to the mailbox. And I was like, no, 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 no. You need to go be dropping that off right now. Like you don't need to be going to a mailbox. No, absolutely. So obviously we'll still be talking about this, I'm sure, in the weeks to come. So there will be more to come. Yeah, but I'm remaining hopeful. You know, remember those five affirmations I told you guys earlier in the uh, podcast? Um, but yeah, make the right decisions. Like it's at this point, it comes down to fucking humanity and like caring for people, caring about our environment and realizing that climate change is a real fucking thing. Um. Yeah, I can go on and on, but I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop. Oh well. Um, well, I mean, I'm, I actually have like the news on in the background right now, and I'm watching as they're like boarding up cities in, mm -hmm. in preparation for um what's gonna happen tomorrow, and that's making me a little anxious, but. Like everything else we've had to endure in 2020, we just gonna have to get through it. it it's it basically, I mean, I think even the beauty of it is, I feel like before, like maybe if it wasn't COVID, I mean, like my parent company, they've been off, you know, they were off for election day and we we're off the day before. Um, my company, we're, we're just off the day of election day. Um, but I've had so many calls that like in the middle of it, 
like every Zoom call today, it's like, wait, did you guys vote? Did you, you know, what, who's doing what? Wait, what? And I think to be, to be able to even have those conversations like four years ago, we never would have had that. And it would be very yeah. taboo and you kind of can't talk about it. So I think mm -hmm. just even having that kind of openness to be able to discuss that. And, and like you said, all the things that we've gone through this year, it's like uh, this year is just, it will go down in the history of just like one of the toughest years for everybody, but like D nice, but like, this year, <laughs> literally everybody but <laughs> otherwise this year has just like completely like yanked everybody you know and it, it's changed i think the way like i said even with work with some workplaces at least like the way that you can approach work and being able to be like no actually this shit is so serious we're giving you off to be able to go and vote and like mm -hmm. you still work but like I know I'm gonna be in line during the time of my 15 calls tomorrow. So yeah, like, yeah. I, I now have like the liberty to go do that. And like I said, to it's like we're all in it together. That's what it also right. does make it seem no, like. it's true. And I think to that point, being in this 2020 pandemic craziness, we're all seeing what needs to happen, hopefully. Yeah. For sure. I would who's saying that need a little i feel like it's like i need a little i wish we had like a little ditty to go out on like a little like song like need a little bit more love like a little like anywho, <laughs> it would not be the overall show real quick if we did not have a little duality and you know as i you know was like scrolling through the twitters and whatnot and i kept seeing like people respond to this and i was like we, we we just gonna go out on a little a little jokey joke you know um and the tweet that i saw was this guy said, if y'all not appreciating a nigga for being faithful, what are y'all appreciating niggas for doing? Laugh out loud. How do y'all acknowledge his efforts? What did that guy do with the election? <laughs> we're still going out. We, we were, we're off the election. We're off the election. Oh. Off the election. I was like, keep using your phone. Yeah, I was like, I need you to pay attention. Thanks. Is everybody um, off? That was what? a trick question, but I had time to think about it while y'all were. I'm like, what the <laughs> I mean, two, you know what? I'm going to play devil's advocate. A, no, you should not be appreciated for some shit you're supposed to be doing. You make a commitment to be in a relationship. You should be committed to that. However, in this gentleman's, I don't want to say the word defense, but I I can understand if he if he's arguing a point that men are enticed via, first of all, everyone is accessible. Men are enticed every fucking second that they fucking open Instagram and look at a new Fenty Savage beauty ambassador. Like, it's just the the way that we receive, like, information is so instant. You're connected with so many people at so many different points. It's like, damn, yeah, thank you, babe, for not um answering that DM to that girl. Like, thank you for saying, you know, X, Y, Z. Because this is also, this is, your man probably not telling you about all of the encounters that he get from women. He probably not sharing that with you. So, you know, I can, I can, I can understand his argument. However, I don't think you should be appreciative for what you should be doing because if you don't want to be faithful, then you shouldn't be in a relationship. Okay. <laughs> what well, else? Like, this is just my thoughts, but no, okay. Initially, you know, I was like, fuck him. Is he crazy? Like, and I should get a thank you every time I cook an every time I crack an egg, you better all hail my praises every time I put a little sprinkle some cheese on some eggs or some shit. Because like you I think it's like a level of appreciation, but like for doing what you're supposed to do, like 
no, you, you don't, you don't get that. But to your point, like I said, also, how do you know when someone is like not answering the DMs or not doing that? That part, um, you right. Like, what you're supposed to do like it's something that do we do shit that our partners probably wouldn't want us to see probably like that if they saw some shit they would get mad but like don't and it's very easy to say that like okay don't be in a relationship you're gonna cheat or whatever but like mm -hmm. to be praised for doing something that you're supposed to be doing i i, I cannot i literally let me let, me, let me play devil's advocate now child so do you okay so in a relationship do y'all if your man does something like open the door um run you a bath water um just like does something like above and beyond i guess what he would normally do do you like acknowledge that at all and like say thank you above and beyond yes well what is considered above and beyond and i said above and beyond because well, i said about bath water. i say i say thank you for everything that's just kind of really my thing like if my sister took the garbage out thank you for taking the garbage out like that's right. that is just that's how I was raised so that's the extension of me but I don't think everybody so, everybody okay so like to that. your point thank you to you is is a commonality of courtesy and common right sense because you know common sense will get you far baby not a degree <laughs> not common okay. uh, but I mean no but going off of what you're saying um Didi I because I am a complicated lover, um, I <laughs> complicated. Um, I really do appreciate when um, my partner has taken the time to speak my love language, right? Because mm. I don't. I'm. I'm like. I'm not one for like gifts per se, but you know, this quality time and acts of service thing be messing me up because like. <laughs> If you come in my house and you see all like the light bulbs are blown out and you took the time to change all the light bulbs, like I am beyond grateful. I will tell yeah. you the best. Okay, so acts of service is your that's your shit. That is my shit. Like I I've been crying in my house Needy. because the light bulbs are blown. And I'm like, can a man please come and change the light bulbs? Needy. You just said no, because acts of service is mine. That is not needy. Like someone being able, look, I'm all pointing my finger. <laughs> I'm pointing my pen at there. Like someone, we are very strong women. So having to do everything for yourself and you think for everybody all day long to have somebody come in and do something for you that needed to be done that you did not ask them. Yes. Oh my God, flip this whole table. Whole like table. That, that to me, it will go so much further than a Birkin. So, I don't even, I so you want a mind reader. Got it. What? No, no, no. no just no. pay attention. Like, just know, like you said, like I do so much for myself already. And if you like notice that I am stretched really thin and you're like, Hey babe, I went and picked up your your stuff from the dry cleaner mm -hmm. because you mm -hmm. knew that I wasn't gonna get to that, and I really needed my coat because it's cold. Oh, I have a question for the acts of service um, love language people. Do you say what it is that you like or what it is that you need? Because in in your partner's defense, if they have a love language that is completely different from you, they may not be looking to see what you need. You know what I mean? Some people may prefer no. a, di a more direct. I, I do both. I do both. Um, okay. I I am also with someone who doesn't really take hints, so I have to say things. Wow. Um, but like like for instance, I just moved into my apartment. If you see sixteen boxes like that need to be set up, I'm that's that's where I draw the line. I ain't setting up a motherfucker. Okay. 
So like for you to go and set up those boxes and like, and literally just like have this shit set up that, that to me, oh my God, I'm going to be so unbelievably happy. So I am going to praise you and like say an extra thank you. Now I'm not gonna lie. Like when you said the thing about like opening doors, could I probably do better? Yeah. Like because I, I probably have come into this idea that like, oh, that's what you should do. Right. But being faithful when that is something that, you know, we have discussed or, or, or if you're in a relationship and that is your deal breaker, like you can't necessarily be mad at someone. I'm sorry, you can't necessarily praise some, someone for doing what they're supposed to do, uh, i.e. being faithful. And I'm not saying that like you never you know, say thank you to your woman if she cooks, right? Because it's like, well, that's what you're supposed to do or whatever. Like, I think you can go a long way, but for people, and I think because that's not gender specific, like that, that is crazy. That is absolutely like, thanks for not sliding in that bitch's DMs. I really appreciate it. Like what? <laughs> but that's nothing, that's nothing to say though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing to say. It costs you nothing. Access, the level of access is there, so it does come down to sometimes of being like, "Well, thank you for telling me about it, at least," or like being honest about it. Because hmm. hmm. I mean, <laughs> the level of access is there. The like, acts of service um, people over here. We don't know. Oh, I love the acts of service people. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Like, I'm words mm. of affirmation, so I'm all about thank you and thank you. Oh, uh, I don't need like you know yeah. like. There was a, a, a man that I dated who always rolled my blunts for me. Like, Ooh. always Ooh. rolled a blunt for me. Ooh. Like, I would just like I come. Damn, am I excellent service? And I was just like, <laughs> this is the most amazing thing ever. And like, I'm sure other people didn't understand. I'm like, if I came oh, home that's a really stressful day, yeah. the last thing I wanted oh. to do is roll my own blunt. And it would just yeah. be a blunt just waiting for me. And I'd be like, oh, I love that. And then y'all <laughs> just look at look, look, you're, you're, you're creaming over there. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> Not creaming. <laughs> Shut up. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it, now, now it's funny. You know, I was so like absolute on it, but. I never ever. I totally get your side. You you, yeah. you absolutely have, and I saw the all the women arguing about that tweet. There, there's you absolutely have an argument. I just I can but, I guess I I can understand his angle. No, but I never also factored in love languages to that. You know, because to mm-hmm. me it's something that's so like I always be like, especially when you tell somebody what you need, right? And it's yeah. like stale and open book test. Are you dumb? Like I have literally given you the answer. Said, hey, I need. Cause I ain't that person. I'm not, I'm not going to be like, well, I think you should just like this. No, no, no. I'm going to give you a, I'm going to get, no, I'm sorry. I'm going to give you Roman numeral one. I'm going to give you a, I'm going to give you that tiny little one. I don't even know the, 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 like how the <laughs> damn Roman numerals and all that shit goes. How break down. <laughs> but I'm going to I'm giving you that like to the point where it's probably annoying because I don't even give you an opportunity to probably do some shit on your own because I've asked you 10 times already. Right. And I think another thing to that, though, is unpacking what all is on his mind in general, because I think if you miss if you miss cues and like you're not picking up on shit, like what else is going on that we probably need to talk about so that you can at least get this out the way so you can kind of focus on what's in front of you. That's Mm. something that I'm learning daily. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. We learning and growing. Learning and growing. But I mean, it's true. Like, I, I mean, even today I was like probably in a mood this morning. And six six was like, um, is everything all right? I was like, I'm actually fine, but I just have like in my Tierra language a bunch of tabs open in my mind right now. 
Um, yeah. And sometimes it literally just be that. And I have to close all my tabs to be present. Mm. Oh no, I get, I literally, I, I'm, I'm never present. I've realized that. And it's, it's actually gotten worse. I've been like, I'm like, okay, I got to figure this out. It's, it's progressively gotten worse. That and, I'm- and, and it's real. I think it, but sometimes it, when you're in a relationship, the other person or even friendship, sometimes the other person can identify when you are not present and it kind of helps. So I never, so, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm, wor- I'm working on that with my love coach. So I, I'm never present either. Wait, what's a love coach? Oh, I have a, a, a life coach who specializes in matters of the heart. Okay. Um, love and relationships. We want to uh, have her on the show. Yeah, she's, she's amazing. Like oh, yeah. amazing. She's, you know, she's like old, she's older, like 52, 53. She's been married 27 years. Um, you know, very deeply spiritual, but like with it. Um, and just the whole process has just been so uh, enlightening for me and identifying the fact that I'm not, I haven't been present. And that's why I'm attracting unavailable people because I ain't available because I ain't present. And I was like, wow, man, this is good to know. But like, and me. Yeah. Like, well, but it's it's been just so helpful in under in like my understanding of how important it is to be present, you know, and not just like in your relationship or romantic relationship, present with your friends and present with your family. And I'm seeing how that not being present has led to like, you know, kind of like incomplete relationships in Mm. in a sense. Um, so I'm working on it. I'm yeah, I mean it's a give and take. I think if you're present in one area, you you can't be a hundred percent present in the other. Um, I mean, if I'm speaking to my own self, I can't be a hundred percent present in my relationship and then be a hundred percent present with my friends and be a hundred percent present with my family. It's just not gonna work that way. Somebody gonna get the short end of that spectrum, right? Yeah, that's that's the whole like work life family balance, right? right. Yeah. Like all of it is competing for your time and your attention and you know a bitch like me be like all right i'm gonna just go pay attention to my money because <laughs> took the words i was like oh, my focus lies took the you words. know like oh you wilding right now let me let me go to my meeting right because uh that's also a place of comfort and but i'm also learning how that's a bad behavior and you know can turn people off turn off yeah i need to go to her clearly uh, <laughs> the- there's there will there will literally be more on this um, i love how that tweet just just spiraled into this but it, welcome welcome to the Oprah show guys basically basically so um the quote of the day um just to kind of wrap it all up um no matter who wins the election it will take abolition to create our future no matter who wins this election it will be up to you to create networks of care that sprawl across for normative divisions no matter who wins this election it will be your duty to fight to win and to love one another asada shakur come on asada shout um, out to her thank you yeah. hey cuba she's still there oh oh i thought wait i was like gooding jr oh is she still in shout cuba? Out to cuba yeah, yeah. i maybe then i heard somebody say that she was in new york i also don't know where my copy is i think, I think i'm in the states it. Really? I think so. Wow. Don't give me the line now. Sorry. Asada Shakur. Asada Shakur. No, she's not in the States. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was was wondering if she was still there. Yeah, she's in Cuba. That was actually like 
part of the the like Trump trying to negotiate with Cuba. It's like we'll leave y'all alone if y'all send her over. Some weird. Shit. They still worry about her. I, you know what? Still worried about my sis. Artesia, thank you so much for joining us and giving us some mm-hmm. of your political expert pundities. Thank yeah. you. Remember, I'm yes, I'm a citizen of the you. world. I can speak on it all. <laughs> yes. yes. I mean, you are. You love a man that rolls your blunts. Like yes. <laughs> <laughs> duality. Kind of girl. I've missed you. I got real podcast. Sorry to the audience. <laughs> duality. I love it. Um, okay. Well, thank and you. And I also got used to Artesia being at our New Year's Eve functions. I don't know what we're gonna do this year, y'all. I know what we doing. Well, I'll be in Barbados. And if I'm anybody wants to come down, I'm spending a month in Barbados. Come on down. Oh, okay. Let's, oh, let's that's talk. where you go. God damn it. I need the U.S. to run me my goddamn passport now. Barbados. I'm over here looking weak stateside. Oh, my gosh. Barbados is open to the U.S. Barbados, Barbados is open. Okay. Yeah. Um, Artesia, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. All right, y'all. Bye. Bye.